Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, a podcast where we dig deeper into what it looks like to live a life where in the end, all that matters is God and people. Each week, we will have candid and authentic conversations about how every day brings a fresh beginning and that the best is yet to come as we work together to help fulfill the mission that Jesus has given us. Now, here's our host. Well, hey, everybody. My name is Robert, and I'm here with Chad on the Loving God, Loving People podcast. And right out of the gate, Chad, what is going on with your face? <laughs> you mean like more than usual? Yeah, a little or? scruff going on. It's a, a little, little mountain man. I don't know if like, what, what's your inspiration? What's, what's the story here? I went uh, fly fishing this past weekend while mm-hmm. you preached and you did a great job. And uh, I came back and had a little uh, whisker action going. And Katrina said, you don't have to shave that off today if you don't want to. So <laughs> I left it okay. and hoping for good things, you know. Later. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where that's going. I don't she, know where she, it's going either. She told me to keep it, so I did. All right. Well, congrats, man. Good for you. Yeah. Well, you know, I look like a 12-year-old boy most of the time, so. That's why I always few, have some kind of facial hair scruff going, whatever, because, yeah, I look like I'm 12. Yeah, a, a few gray whiskers on the face, probably not a bad thing. All right. I was just checking. I thought maybe this was like a midlife crisis. You're, you're trying out something new or a new look or well, you start def- wearing skinny jeans. I'm definitely in the middle of a midlife crisis. I will not wear skinny jeans, although most jeans get skinny once I put them on. (laughs) You know, they're not meant to be skinny jeans, but that's what happens to them when they go on my body. But anyway. Let's talk about hope. So Let's let's talk about hope. We're still in the hope series, and this weekend... You're going to be talking about hope, but from a specific angle. Talk to us a little bit about what you're thinking. Yeah, so we're walking through uh, the Lord's Prayer. Uh, We're actually not going in order. Mm -hmm. That's from Matthew chapter 6. And when people hear this, you will have already preached this, but we're recording it before you preached it. It's very confusing. A lot of time warp going on here. You just confused me, but I'll just move on. Keep going. Um, Most people know the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. So so there's one line in the prayer, uh, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Mm-hmm. And so I'll talk about that this weekend. Um, I, I think right now people are well aware of the reality of, of evil. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not, when I say well aware, it, it, it's, it's not that uh, I'm saying one particular group is, but but all over the place there's evil mm-hmm. and it's just coming at us in, in different, in different ways. Um, you, you and I were talking last week and you said something yeah. about Proverbs and the four types of people in Proverbs. And, and I like the way that, that you worded that explain to us. So in Proverbs, you have four different types of people mentioned. Yeah. Uh, so the book of Proverbs talks about, um, as you said, four types of people. So there's the simple Simple people are not thinking about their lives. They're just living their lives. Mm-hmm. Proverbs talks about those. They're there's, just yellowing. Yeah, there's yeah. there's the fool. Now, the fool knows the right thing to do, but but doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. So foolishness for all of us is the gap between knowing the right thing to do and not actually doing it. So that's, that's the foolish. The wise know the right thing and they do it. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth person talked about in Proverbs that, frankly, I probably ought to talk about more. We ought to talk about more. Uh, is is there's also people who are just evil. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and we don't like to say that, you know, we want to think that all people are good or uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That man is inherently good. And we're all basically, that's just not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have to teach our kids how to lie. We have to teach them not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's because all of us are born with a sin nature and, and good parents, you know, meet that nature head on, right. With, with discipline and those kinds of things. But, but there are some people, the Bible says that just want to watch the world burn. Mm-hmm. Now, there's different reasons for that. Um, There's probably pain in the past and all that, but reality is evil exists. Um, So you have, just to recap again, so you have the wise person who knows the right thing to do and does it. You have the foolish person who knows the right thing to do and doesn't do it. You have the simple person who doesn't know anything. Uh, and then you have the evil person who knows the wrong thing to do and does it. And does it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and really knows the difference. Yeah. But just, again, wants to watch the world burn. So how do you react to an evil person? What's the, what's the proper response? So the wise person, okay. The foolish person, simple. But when, when you encounter evil, what's the, what's the biblical, right, proper Christian response to evil? Yeah. Well, we're all sinners, but some sinners need to go to jail. Mm-hmm. I think— um, well, let's just pick one of many things. So, you know, uh, last year, whatever, the whole thing came up with uh, Me Too movement mm-hmm. and, and, and all of that. And then, um, of course, as a pastor, uh, you know, uh, different stories of in various churches, things were, were covered up. And, you know, why is that? Why, why would any church, I'm talking about capital C, you know, the church at large, why would any church do that? Mm-hmm. And my response is because people don't understand the difference of sexual immorality and sexual criminality. Mm-hmm. And, and those are two different things. We, we all have varying types of sin in the realm of sexual immorality. We might lust. Uh, people might follow through, you know, on, on, on various things. But criminality, so now we're talking about you know, when somebody abuses a child, things like that. Mm-hmm. We're all sinners, but some people need to go to jail. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things the church has done in that particular realm of evil is we said, well, we're all sinners, and so they hide it or whatever. No, 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 no. Uh, we always want to bring our sin to light, mm-hmm. and there are some kinds of sin that we need to go Different to prison consequences, for. Yep. Yeah. So one of the ways that we address evil is with law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm for that. That's right and good. In fact, the Bible says that law being a law enforcement person is a biblical uh, God calling. There's an authority that comes with that. Mm-hmm. And a responsibility. And a responsibility. And so um, I love police officers in our church. I, I pray for police officers in general. So that's one way to respond to evil. Obviously, there are um, spiritual forces at work mm-hmm. in the world. Ephesians chapter 6 teaches us that. And so our war is not against flesh and blood, and we've got to pray against evil. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, you know, some of it is there's violence in the world. We have to deal with it. Some of it is we, we pray against the dark forces that are moving uh, against it. Uh, the other thing I would say is, is we don't want to curse the yep. darkness. We want to proclaim the light. Uh-huh. And the reason that we want to proclaim the light is light beats darkness every time. Uh-huh. And so my answer is in society, there's an element of law enforcement that has to be there. That's biblical and right, and God puts that in place. We also want to pray against evil because there's spiritual forces at work uh, in, in the world. And then we also want to proclaim the light, and, and we want to represent Jesus well. I think, I think again, talking about the big C church, I think the church at large, you know, has done okay maybe cursing the darkness, 
Yeah. And we've not done so well at proclaiming the light. So that's my quick kind of summation there. Rather than being known what we're against, we should be known what we're for. Yes. And and that's not always been the case. Yes. And we're against some things too. Sure. Um, but we're God's to love, against some things. Yeah. Yeah. God gets angry at some things mm-hmm. and we, we need to look at why. And by the way, it's okay to get angry. What you get angry about kind of reveals who you are and what your character is. You don't mm-hmm. get angry about anything. You're just not paying attention. Uh, so we're to be against some things, but but also for some things. We're to love first, lead second, but always do both. I didn't know we were going there in the podcast today, but that's the fun of this you podcast. Sprung that question well, on I was me. Curious, we'll just go and there. So I figured if I'm curious, other people might be curious too. Yeah, and I, I think um, you, you know, there's this idea again, just to say it again because I want to make sure it's clear. There's this idea that, you know, all, all people are basically good. That's just not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all born with a sin nature. We're all, including me right now, we're all capable of all kinds of horrible things, mm-hmm. which is why we need God, why we need the Bible, why we need capital T truth, why we need each other, why we need good parents, why we need discipline, uh, all those all those kinds of, of things. And so we just got to wake up to that reality. But some people have stepped over into darkness and they want to watch the world burn. And that's why God puts authority in place. Yeah. Let's talk about Mark chapter four. So you were doing your quiet time, whatever, and, and you came across this passage and decided, hey, this is what I'm going to be sharing with the church. Yeah. So last week, uh, we've been doing these prayer times at seven on Wednesday, live.sv.cc, just to give Good a plug quick plug for our prayer times, prayer and worship. And this passage of scripture came to mind and I started talking about it and it's really been on my my heart. The Lord's been speaking to me through it. But it's Mark chapter four. It's uh, Jesus is uh, in the boat with his disciples. He's actually asleep in the stern, uh, which I think I said, I talked to the staff about it earlier today. The stern is in the back of the boat. I said, it's in the front of the boat. I got that wrong. The bows, the front of the boat. Jesus is in the back of the boat. We're gonna have sleeping. to issue an apology to the whole staff. I know now and it's it's terribly embarrassing. Anyway, it. we're all over it now. Um, <laughs> so Jesus is in the stern of the boat. He's asleep. The storm comes up. The disciples are terrified. And uh, there's there's so many little details that Mark writes, which Mark doesn't really write details. Mm-hmm. He's he's out of the four gospels. He's blunt to the point. Here's what happened. Moves yep, here's on to the, the next facts, bullet points. Yeah, he's, he's the sports writer of the Gospels. But he gives these little points there, which I'll, I'll talk about in the sermon. But the disciples are afraid of the storm. They wake Jesus up. He stands up and talks to nature. The Bible says he talks to the wind and he talks to the waves, which is just so freaking cool. Yeah. I mean, that by itself. And he rebukes them. Yeah. Like he's a little frustrated. Or- yeah, forget Mother Nature, thank Father God. Yeah. And Father God is there in the flesh in the person of Jesus. And he gets up and says, wave, stop it, wind, shut up, you know. Mm-hmm. And everything the Bible says, and I, and I love how Mark phrases this, he says everything goes completely calm. And then the disciples look at Jesus and they move from being afraid of the storm to afraid of him. Yeah. Which? And Jesus says... You know, where's, where's, where's your faith? If you were on that boat and you were experiencing the exact same thing, I would have the same reaction of the disciples of like, who is this guy? Like, okay, he was a great teacher. He did some cool things, you know, and people ate a bunch of bread and there wasn't a lot. And now there was, but that's next level. When you start commanding the storms to stop and the seas to calm and you start breaking the laws of physics, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So they're, they're afraid of the storm and now they're afraid of Jesus. Mm-hmm 
which is actually a good move. Mm-hmm. Um, because the fear of the Lord is the only thing in our life that will rage the storms. Raging storms will calm the storms within us. It's, it's the only, fear of the Lord is the only thing in our life that brings complete calm. Now explain that because some people might be going, I'm, I'm supposed to be afraid of God. This, you know, is God out to get me? Am I in danger? What, what does that mean to be? Yeah, so good question. Fear of the Lord is, is reverence. It's awe. It's our Father which art in heaven. Here it is. Hallowed be your name. It's your holy, your almighty. And by the grace of God, I call you Abba Father. But I'm still aware of who I'm talking to, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so if we're talking about Jesus rebu- rebuking waves and wind and the disciples getting a glimpse of that awesome power and, and that submitting to it. Um, I think some of us misunderstand fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord is not, uh, he's out to get me. It's, it's not that he's the cosmic sheriff, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I'm watching you, every move you make, every step you take, every yeah. bow you break. I'll be watching you. It's, it's not that. It's, um, it's we have a reverence for him. Mm-hmm. We, we, we are aware on some level of his power. When we talk about God, we're talking about the ever-present, all-powerful, all-knowing nor- all supreme being of the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, Who so, dwells in inapproachable light. And, yeah, yeah. The so, whole Jesus so, is my homeboy. Who was and casual, is and, yeah. and is to come and is everlasting from everlasting, you know, and we're making a meme to your point saying Jesus is my homeboy. That's, that's, just, that's just not where we want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the point of all of that, what God has been speaking to me is, is have more fear of the Lord than you do fear of the storm. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, in that gospel in Mark four, when he writes it, he says a furious squall came up. Yeah. And I think right now, all of us, when you look at, you know, COVID-19, we don't, we don't know what reality is. You know, we get our news off of social media and it's hard to make decision and know decisions and know what's true. When we look at racial injustice and then you see the rioting and then, you know, all of a sudden, if you, you know, want to support the police. You don't like black people, which is just crazy. Uh, I, w- I was fishing this past weekend with an African-American police officer from San Antonio, and it just some of his concerns and what's happening behind the scenes is, is it, there's a fear to that. He, mm-hmm. He's afraid, mm-hmm. you know, he's afraid of the organization that says it supports his people, mm-hmm. um, which there's a great irony to that. So there's a furious squall going on in our land and our souls and our hearts, whether it's COVID, whether it's injustice, whether it's just, you know, all kinds of crazy things that are happening right now. So my guess is everybody who's listening in this season, they're afraid of something. There's something going on, whether it's, I'm afraid my kids are never going to go back to in-person back to learning that's, and in that's school. Right. And I'm, I'm afraid of, I'm going to lose my job, or I'm afraid that the economy is going to tank, or I'm afraid I'm going to get sick, or somebody I love is going to die, or... I'm afraid of, you know, fill in yeah. the blank. People are afraid. Well, if, if you don't have some fear right now, you're not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're not talking about being simple. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about being aloof, right? We're talking about being aware, but moving from fear of the furious squall mm-hmm. that we're in right now, fear of the storm to fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then there's all these verses in the Bible that talk about the benefits. Mm-hmm 
of fearing the Lord. You know, the storm was outranked by Jesus. The storm is nothing. I mean, he's asleep. He's like, why are you guys waking me up? I just started getting into my REM session. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. I just started dreaming, right? And then he gets up and he, and he shuts down the wind and the waves and it's, it's, it's complete calm. It, it's an acknowledgement of my Savior is bigger than this storm. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is we make an idol of the storm. We make an idol out of different issues. Even if we're on the right side of the issue, it can become an idol because it's getting all of our focus, all of our attention. We start cursing the darkness and we forget the light. Mm-hmm. We forget that Jesus outranks the storm. We forget that, that this kind of crap's been going on for thousands of years. This is nothing new, right? I heard somebody say, this is the worst it's ever been. I'm like, we had a civil war in this country. And you not know your history, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we started talking about that. Uh, but Jesus is bigger than the storm. And so it's adjusting our trust, move from fear of the storm to fear of the Lord. And that's a right move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you do that? How do you, how do you train your brain to begin to shift that fear from the storm to healthy fear of the Lord? What, what are some steps people can take to get there? Yeah. So fear of the Lord is the antidote to fear of the storm. Um, so a couple of things, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago, and I, I may just... I haven't made the screens for the sermon yet. I may just repeat these because they're worth repeating. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of panicking, you move to prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the presence of God will remove your paranoia. And so you invite him into your situation. The Holy Spirit is counselor and comforter and friend, and you want that and you need that. And so he's there with you, but you've got to give him your intention. And so really, um, it's adjusting your focus. It's adjusting your trust. Uh, you move from staring at the storm to waking up Jesus in the stern of the boat and, and the fact that he's our savior and, he, and he's in the boat with us. And, and so you move from panicking to prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, we sing about it here at Sun Valley. You move from worry to worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen to good praise music. Put your headphones on. Uh, allow the truth of God's word. You know, music takes words where words can't go on their own. And so you allow the truth of God's word to kind of wash over you intellectually and emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I think you pay attention to what God has spoken more than you do your emotion. Um, because what God said is always true. It has been, it is, and it forever will be. And our feelings are not our facts. So feelings aren't facts. And our feelings take us to a place where we don't, we don't need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you, you put your hope not in what you can do against the storm, but in who's in the boat with you. Yeah. Um, you take your eyes off the storm on, onto the Savior and you begin to make that adjustment. Yeah. And you, you might stop looking at social media for a while, you know? You, you might listen to a, a friend that has, you know, the wherewithal to tell you the truth. Um, you know, one of the things, I'm, I'm going to soapbox. Go for it. Here we go. I'm sorry. I sense it coming. Here it is. I'm not sorry at all. Sorry, <laughs> not sorry. One of the things that's really bugging me in the moment and— uh, the gracious part of me would say, okay, they've just made an idol out of an issue. And I get that. That's normal. I do that. But the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's in Psalm 111. I think it's verse 10. Psalm 111. I'm not sure which verse. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When a particular issue becomes an idol, when a storm, a particular storm becomes an idol, it makes you foolish. You, you cannot see reality anymore. And so all of a sudden, you become extremely tribal. You've got your own little pet mm-hmm. project issue, and, and you can't see things clearly anymore. Mm-hmm. 
And then people start making vast assumptions about anything and everything. And, and all of a sudden, I can't support plea, police and be for racial you know, equality at the same time. All of a sudden, the police and, and mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden, those are, those are diametrical to one another. And that's just not true. Yeah. Thus, my conversation with a black police officer, and he's afraid of the organization that's supposed to be supporting his people. So, you know, those kind of things begin to happen when we worship the storm more than the Savior. Yeah. We lose our ability to love, too. When we start idolizing whatever that storm is, we make that the focus. We become foolish. Our ability to love people goes out the window, which is yeah. what we're called to do. Yeah. It, it, so on social media, you know, I'll post something about racial injustice, and I'll call it evil, and I'll call it sin. And somebody, you know, don't forget to support the police, right? <laughs> and I'm like, these are apples and oranges here, you know? Or I'll support the police, and you don't care about, you know, this particular people group. All that stuff is just foolishness. Uh-huh. But again, when we begin to worship the issue, right, and we make an idol of it, and we begin to fixate on the storm more than the Savior, we become foolish. And suddenly we, we miss the ability to be wise anymore. Mm-hmm. Hopefully all that made sense. Yeah. Well, hopefully. <laughs> so, well, some, some of that uh, is such a sensitive issue. Hopefully you heard me say it and I said it correctly. But you well, know. I, well, here's, here's one of the challenges is— I feel like everybody's got filters on their ears too. And so no matter what you say, oh, 100%. it's heard. I could talk to two different people who listen to this podcast and they're going to hear two totally different things. And that's because we've made idols out of the storm. Yeah. Social media is the crystal clear exam- example of issue idol worship. Because mm-hmm. suddenly we don't listen to any, each other anymore. It, it's not fear of the Lord. It's fear of whatever storm we're, we're watching and, mm-hmm. and seeing. Mm-hmm. So I've just got to be super careful with those things. All right. So to put it at the top of our priority list, love God, love people, follow Jesus. He's our savior. God is good. Life is hard. Follow Jesus. That's good. It is that, it is that simple. Well, I think, uh, and that complex. normally I throw out some random question to you about your childhood or whatever. Uh, I, I think for this podcast, I think it'd be fitting if you would just pray. Uh, pray for people who are maybe facing fear right now, yeah. uh, whatever that is, and and pray for us as a church uh, to be unified and, and to focus on the right things and, and to fear the Lord. Yeah, that's good. Let's pray. Father, I do, um, I do ask you to help us. And Holy Spirit, I ask you to give us wisdom. I'm concerned that some of us are more committed to an issue than we are to you. And and the problem with with that, even though the storm is real and we need to navigate the storm and, and we need to deal with the issues of life, the problem of making the issue everything is we will never experience the complete calm that you have for our souls. And so we ask you to lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Help us to see what you see and help us to move from fear of the storm to fear of the Lord. And and in that, may we experience the peace you have for us. And Jesus, in that, may you sit on the throne of our lives and may we trust you. And may we not just curse the darkness but even more so proclaim the light. Teach us, we pray. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
Thanks for joining us this week on the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening to us so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you left us a review or shared this podcast with a friend. Doing that will help us reach and help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you're always welcome to join us online or in person for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc. Thanks for joining us.